Last uh, Sunday, Charlie introduced a new series, a focus on um, the letter of James, or the book of James, as some people like to call it. So I'm going to try my best to continue that focus by doing um, the part that comes after that one. And it's James chapter 1 again, and I'll just read... Well, the key verse, as we did at the beginning, is verse uh, 17, but I'd also like to read verse 16, which is a very short, very short verse. And uh, James has just run away from me. Oh, there he is. James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Don't be deceived. Now that I'm retired, I watch a little more TV than usual. I never used to watch a lot of TV. And uh, the other night, a couple of things caught my eye and my ear. First of all, there was, um, there was some sort of a program where they were interviewing a bishop from what I call, I hope it doesn't sound nasty, one of these self-made African-American churches, you know, these huge auditoriums and very colorful robes and all that sort of thing. And uh, I didn't take too much notice of it as he was being interviewed. And I don't know what question was being asked. But when he responded, suddenly I had to listen because this is what he responded. This was his response to the question that I don't know what the the question was. And he said this. He said, the devil is a counterfeiter. He uses what God uses. The devil is a counterfeiter. He uses what God uses. And, of course, the focus, if you've seen their newsletter and all that today, is counterfeit gifts. God gives us good gifts, talents, abilities, faculties, qualities, and more. And James writes just before this, before verse 17, obviously, verse 14, each one is tempted when by his own evil desires... He is dragged away and enticed. And of course, the kids' church introduction put it beautifully, I think. The rest of it, then one thing leads to another. And if it's not stopped, disaster and destruction may come about and does come about. As the person uses God's good gift for counterfeit activity. And I think I found a way of illustrating this in an ordinary, everyday manner. Again, I wasn't watching the TV program. I used to say this in some of the other parishes I served. I said, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I saw this. And some people would laugh as if to say, yes, you do watch a lot. I don't. <laughs> but I think, I think it was Sunday night on the Four Corners program. Could have been Monday night. There was something that caught my eye and my ear. The whole program was 45 minutes long, 
and I've tried to shorten it to three minutes. I hope I'm successful. And it was about this. By the way, just to make sure everyone's awake, how many people saw Four Corners last Sunday night? I must have been watching Lego or something. A large family in England was skillfully running a slave trade business, modern slavery. And the report said, involved in all of this, and this was fascinated me even more, uh, the report said, involved in all of this were fathers, sons, uncles, aunts, and another, a lot of people, and they put these words with specific skill sets. They share a vision of how they can exploit this commodity, how they can gain maximum benefit from this resource. And it's just tragic what the commodity was. The commodity, unsuspecting men and women from Poland. This group, or their scouts, go go from the UK to Poland and they go and recruit the most vulnerable people, the most destitute, the most needy people in Poland. They promise them a brand new life, a new future in England. They promise them free travel to England, free accommodation, jobs that will earn them £300 a week, and so on. They recruit people who are suffering from or struggling with drug addiction, people on the run from the cops, people with alcohol problems, people with other struggles, many of them living on the streets and away from family. Once in England, the reality became very, very different. The accommodation was shocking, subhuman, really bad, wages was being paid into um, the victims' bank accounts, the organizers had sole benefit of it. And I'll say a little more about that in a little while. If these people tried to run away, they were threatened with violence, and some were beaten up really badly. Escaping the clutches of these people was um, very dangerous, extremely dangerous. And there's much more. You can go and look it up on, uh, I think it is iView, to see more details. But let's now try and just link it to this issue of counterfeit gifts. The local British police said about the perpetrators or the crooks or the crime family and their business partners, the cops said they were highly organized, extremely clever, experts and skilled in their network. Coming back to the Bible and to the gifts, for instance, they use the gift of administration. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. They use the gift of administration in their counterfeit activity. Now, I'm sure all of you know that administration has many branches, and each branch could be a personal gift that someone has because, you know, they can do it really well. The gift of office management uh, management, used in a counterfeit manner. 
to enslave the recruits from Poland. The gift of IT, although you might want to say most young people are born with a gift of information technology, you know, they can do it while they're asleep. Even a two-year-old, while we oldies struggle, and some of you oldies say, talk for yourself, Trevor, you're an oldie. But these people use this gift, IT, to entrap the recruits from Poland. Again, still in admin, a personal gift of making people feel at ease and calm and settled, but using it to subtly subdue the dissatisfied customers or the dissatisfied um, volunteers, the dissatisfied victims. Absolutely amazing how they get away with this. Now, there's another gift. These people, did they use the gift of encouragement? One victim said, and he was talking Polish and someone interpreted, he said that in the bus, in the coach, on his way from Poland to England, a lady came to sit next to him. And this lady described to him the wonderful new life in the UK, the good job, uh, the wonderful pay that they get. And she said that this was her eighth time back home to Poland, and now she's going back to this wonderful new life in England in terms, terms of work and so on. The gift of encouragement used in a counterfeit manner to mislead a poor victim. One meaning of, there are various meanings, but one meaning of the word counterfeit is to resemble closely, to look and sound like the real thing. Now, at this stage, as good church people, you, you should say, but hang on, aren't these gifts, these godly gifts, aren't they given only to church people, only to good and upright people? God is very generous. God's gifts are endless and bottomless. And I was taught that every single person has a God-given gift, no matter where they come from, no matter what their background or what their religion. Every single person has a God-given gift. And that made me think of, um, I like to use this name, Farouk Bulsara. Anyone heard of him? Freddie Mercury of Queen. That was his real name. Always reminds me of my childhood days. I was stunned when I heard Bulsara because where I grew up in South Africa, uh, there was a shop there, a men's outfit is called Bulsara's. That's all beside the point. It just takes me back to my childhood days. Freddie Mercury, although he was from a religious background of Zoroastrianism, I hope that is right. Uh, I mean the word, but God gave him a generous, a wonderful gift of music, fantastic musical ability, not only in his mind, but in his physical makeup, because in the movie he says, this big jaw and this overbite that I've got helps me to sing the high notes, a gift of God. Another one, Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhi was Hindu. And yet, what I could see from Ben Kingsley's portrayal of Gandhi is that Gandhi was a man of deep peace, wonderful serenity, tranquility. And there's that word that we like to use in church, shalom. 
But shalom is much more than the English peace. It has a very deep and wide and wonderful meaning. And I could see that in Gandhi. He probably had other gifts as well. And there are gifts that are sometimes not listed in the Bible, but they are gifts from God. The one that always fascinated me is the one I learned on Alpha 15 years ago. I was part of quite a few Alpha courses, and I just loved this one about a man called Bez Alel or Bez Alil, Exodus chapter 31. I'm, going, I'm not going to read the six verses because everyone might fall asleep on that account, but I'll just tell you what the Bible dictionary says about Bez Alel. It says, Bez Alel, a man gifted by God as a skilled craftsman in wood, metal, and precious stones. And he was placed in charge. Like, for instance, um, you could say he was a site foreman. You could always also say, if, if you're a true Aussie, he was a trading. He was a chippy. He was a sheet metal worker. The gift that he got from God. Coming back to the family in England and their business partners, everyone still awake? <laughs> Coming back to England, the British police described them as highly skilled, well-organized, experienced business people. Now just imagine, just imagine the amazing God-given gifts that these crooks have, given by God. They use it in a counterfeit setup to exploit unsuspecting women and men. They even organized bank accounts for their victims, individual bank accounts. And uh, they then, this is the crooks, the perpetrators, held back or held onto the ATM cards, complete with PIN numbers. And these people weren't given their pay or their wages, went into the bank account, and uh, the crooks benefited. And on four corners, the camera showed the police raiding the homes of some of these crooks. And there they showed a Bentley car, some clothing, all designer names, Gucci, and a lot. It was just absolutely amazing and tragic at the same time. Coming back to the bishop of this African-American church, the devil is a counterfeiter. He uses some of God's gifts in people. He uses desires and lusts, and those words come up in James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, and he gets people to be part of his counterfeiting business, unsuspecting people. The devil will use our weaknesses and God's gifts for his purposes, if we allow that. There is a passage somewhere that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. However, there is a way in which we can test or find out or measure if a, good, if a gift is given for good purposes. Because, for instance, if you go back to the tradies in the Old Testament, how do they use their God-given skill? Well, I didn't mention the other one, Oholiab, or Holiab, and you could call him in the Aussie name Oli. When I worked in Kingaroy, we did have Ollie's motor service, a motor lawnmower service. And um, how do they use their skill? For the building up of the temple, for the building 
of a place of worship. And in Ephesians it says that the gifts are given to people to build up the body of Christ, to build up the community. The gifts from God to us are to be used to build up the community and in fact to help all people, no no matter who they are or what they are, to help everyone. I was fascinated some years ago when I came across this. They were talking about shutting a certain Anglican church and the bishop was in our meeting. And I said to the bishop, why is it that before they finally close down a, a church, they have to have this meeting open to the whole community? You know, some of these people aren't members of the church. Some of them are from a different religious background. Why are they all invited? And the bishop said, because not only is that the Anglican rule or stipulation, but the church is there for the benefit of all, of everyone, no matter who they are. I remember one Good Friday at the Sunnybank Church, we had finished the service, and some people came in and they said, uh, we are from a Hindu background, but we are very worried about what's happening in our country. So could we come into the church and just sit there and pray? And we said, yes, certainly. Because I knew the bishop had said the church is there for everyone. The gifts are there to be used for the benefit of everyone, no matter what religion they are or who they are. Now, in terms of that, there are many, many people that use or who use God's gifts for the benefit of all. One particular person that I know about, I know about quite a few, but one that I know about is uh, someone in South Africa. I'm not biased. I learned about (laughs) him here in Australia. I didn't know about him. And when I visited a church member one day, she's passed away now, did a funeral, and her name is still in the book, Eunice Gold. Uh, Eunice said to me, Trevor, have you heard of Faith Like Potatoes? I said, what? Have you heard of Angus Buchan? I said, no. He said, they're going to read this book. South African of Scottish background. Some of you might have read this book, Faith Like Potatoes, or you might have seen the movie. If not, go and sit and find it on YouTube this afternoon. And it's all about this man and how he started, his troubles, his family troubles, his tragedies, and so on. But now he's using his farm, his business, his family, and all that he has for God's purposes. And another time when I um, visited South Africa, I said to some of the men, ever heard of Angus Buchan? They said, oh, yes, yes. Once a year we go to his property in Durban, we take our tents with, and he has this huge men's convention. And, of course, we camp on his farm, and I thought, that's not my idea. My idea of camping is a five-star hotel, holiday inn. But anyway, they go and he opens his farm and I think he has some sort of an auditorium, probably a big shed. So he's putting uh, his God-given gifts, which includes the farm and the business, uh, his children, some of his staff. He's putting all that to good use for the benefit, you could say, of the whole of South Africa or the whole of Africa because he went into other parts of Africa and he's been to Australia a couple of times. Absolutely amazing. So there's someone who uses his gifts for great benefit. And that's one way in which to measure 
if someone is using their God-given gift for good purposes. Absolutely amazing that God gives us these gifts. Again, from the letter of James, and that verse 16 especially, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, who does not change no matter who you are. God gives you a gift. Little prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your generous and great variety of gifts that you lovingly pour out on all people for the good of the church and for the good of the world, to the honor and glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.